So I got something for you, buddy. Okay. You, so, you start. So considering the times that we live in, uh-huh. um, yep. uh, I was I was um, surfing the web the other day. Um, what else are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> and I came across a list. Now, I know we're not we like to do lists. Sometimes we like to do list full list episodes. And this isn't one of those. This is just okay. kind of a little opening. So um, it might take a few minutes though. Uh, and what I found was on a website called games radar. And uh, this is an article written by Millicent Thomas. Sounds like a hell of a name 14 days ago. Um, and this is the 30 best post-apocalyptic movies of all time. So we're not there oh. yet, but you know, we might be someday in the post-apocalypse. Um, so I thought we could just run through these. Well, I've kind of ran through them already. Um, they do, it's a countdown. So there was a 30 to a one. Um, so I think we just, okay. So 30 know, being like relatively the worst one being the best. I, I, I'm assuming so. Cause they're, they're, they're the way this article works. It's a, it's a countdown from 30 to one. So I'm sure they're building the tension. Okay. So like oh, number 30 isn't like Shaun of the dead. Uh, no, that's probably like one. number 10. Yeah. Well, well, we'll see. Okay. Yes. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> so uh, this isn't definitely a, uh, uh, a segment of the show we're calling shit list. Or is it? I don't know. Oh, oh, um, no. Too much shit. <laughs> okay. So, uh, uh, so number 30 is uh, Adam has not seen any of these. FYI, uh, this is, nope. uh, this is, um, and we're not together again. Let's just preface that too. We're not, we are looking at each other because we're, we're FaceTiming each other with our mi- microphones down so we can see each other, but then we're recording through uh, a separate uh, piece of software. So uh, we tried multiple things tonight. We couldn't get anyone to work right. So this is kind of, this seems like. This, this, is, where this, we, this is where we live now. And it's the simplest way. We should have thought of this before. It works perfectly. You're yeah. on a tiny screen. I'm tiny on a tiny screen. <laughs> anyway, so number 30 is uh, Mad Max 2, The Road Warrior. It's a fucking great movie. Sure. Yep. 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 No. Um, George Miller. Wait, that's number thirty. Yeah. Which and this is a post-apocalypse. Yeah. Wait, what's the category again? What did they say the category this was? This is the thirty best post-apocalyptic movies of all time. And Road From Warrior Desert is number thirty. To far future dystopias, there. Are, these are the thirty best post-apocalyptic okay, movies sure, of all sure, time. Okay. Sure. 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 Okay. Yeah. So this is number thirty. I don't know if when we get through this list. Remember that this was 30, so you can say, hey, Mad Max 2, come on, all right? Right, right, so, right, right, right. Mad Max 2. Okay. Um, number 29, The Book of Eli. First of all, my first problem with this is Mad Max 2 should be higher than The Book of Eli. Yeah, absolutely. The Book of Eli should not be higher. A, yeah, it's not a bad movie, but, you know, it's instantly forgettable. Yeah, yeah. Like every time like, I think of re- Book of Eli, I'm like, wait, oh, yeah, that's right, Denzel. Oh, right, he was blind. Oh right, the book was the Bible. Oh right, it was in his head. Like, right. I have to like think about it. It's like, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's Gary Ullman was in that too. So. Was he? Yeah, he was the bad guy. Okay. You if know, you say so, I don't remember. When has Gary Ullman not been the bad guy? Uh, Harry Potter, Sirius Black started out as the bad guy. Twist, he wasn't. All right. I mean. He's made his money off being a bad guy, though. Pretty much. Anyway, look. Um, Sid Nancy. What? I don't know. Okay, yeah. Uh, number 28, Akira. We've talked about Akira before. 
Uh, I guess I never really, I don't ever think of that as just being a straight up post-apocalyptic. Well, it's certainly I mean, in it's after World dystopian. War Three. Yeah, sure. it's after World War Three, so you could say that's post-apocalyptic, I suppose. Yeah, um, yes. It's not. I don't know. I, I have to rewatch this movie because I. You've said that once or twice before in the past. Yeah. Yeah. I okay. Continue. It. Number twenty-seven, Contagion. Ugh, shouldn't even be on this fucking list. In my opinion. That's the one where Gwyneth Paltrow dies at the start. She mm. gives the fucking she gives the corona to to everybody. Yeah, Steven, Steven Soderbergh. Is, is this the one that's been trending on Netflix right now? It's like number one, like that weird top uh, ten thing they're doing right now. Like probably, everybody's watching yeah. it. That yeah, or probably. pandemic or something. Yeah. Right. So All whatever. Right. We're living that. Uh, number twenty six is X Men: Days of Future Past. And and wow. when I first saw, it, I was like, "What? This is wrong." But it's not. This is no. a post apocalyptic movie. The Sentinels yeah. have already destroyed the world. They've sure, got to go back sure. in time to save the world. They've got to back and then back to the future to stop Marty McFly's so parents is, from breaking up. Is then Back to the Future like in this list as well? I don't know. I don't know. We'll I'm not see. sure how I feel about that one. Like I get it. It just doesn't feel like right. It wouldn't be one. That That's okay. That's okay. Mind. That's all right. I, no. All right. Yeah. Continue. Uh, number twenty-five. Dread. Good. Good movie. Like it being on this list because it is post-apocalyptic. It's after the nuclear war when they have make they've turned into mega cities. That's why the cursed earth. Wait, is which cursed, one? Because it's. Um. What do you mean? What did you say? Dread. No, Judge not, Dread. Not right? um. Not Judge Dread. Dread. So Carl Urban. Oh, just not Dread. Not Sylvester okay. Stallone. Okay. All right. The yeah. 2012 adaptation. Got it. The post-apocalyptic raid. Great. Yeah. Uh, great movie. I wish they'd make another one. Number 24 is really? The Host. Have you seen that? Yeah. I haven't seen it. It's Bong John. Uh, yeah, that's the um, South Korean. Yep. 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 Yeah. I haven't seen it. Number 23 is Delicatessen. Love this fucking movie. Um, why? I don't think I have. Tell me about it. What is it? It's Jean-Pierre Junot. Um, he children. Um, City of Lost Children. In my, for my money, is his best movie. But this is fucking great. Um, it's about um, this dystopian future. Um, yep. The delicatessen is there's hints of cannibalism, I believe. But I'll read you the blurb here. French director Jean Jean-Pierre Junot's surrealistic black comedy follows the story of a landlord trying to maintain the homes of his tenants despite the remnants of a war ravaged by an apocalyptic event just outside. This delightfully twisted movie is full of deadpan humor, some dark and gory visuals when the butcher from the ground floor gets involved. Uh, I think that's the cannibalistic part. Changing the tune a bit from your average dystopian future in which a rebel <laughs> fights the government. The, uh, the uh, sepia-toned delicatessen is a bizarre experience that must be seen to believe. So it is shot kind of uh, as old paper. Like that's sure. that sepia look. Like it looks yeah, kind yeah, of old. Yeah. It's an excellent movie. I you should definitely check it out, dude. Sepia. I don't know. I don't know either. I read them how I see them. <laughs> so if you, if you haven't seen, you should check it out. Okay, so that was Delicatessen. Um, number 22 is an all-time classic set in 1997. Starring, directed by John Carpenter. Starring Kurt Russell. As one-eyed hero. Escape from Snake. L.A., right, yeah. Escape from L.A., you <laughs> son of a bitch. Um, 
Hey, what was the third one supposed to be? Huh? Weren't they going to make a third one? What was it going to be? Escape from where? Detroit? Escape from Kansas City? Oh, that'd be so rad. Uh, Yeah, so Escape from New York. Perfect. Beautiful. Uh, Actually, I think I'm further up on the list. Should be too. I agree. Um, Number 21, Mad Max. Like straight up Mad Max? Yeah. Further down the list. Yeah, here's the thing. I prefer number two. Yeah, of course. I prefer number two. Number one is fine. But number two is a much better movie. Agreed. Yeah. I think. Yep. Much more iconic in my view. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, when you think of well, like the Mad Max series, rarely do people think of the original Mad Max. Right. They I mean, normally think of the well. the imagery from Road Warrior or Thunderdome, and of right. course now Fury Road. Yeah. Um. Turn to page two. Okay, so that's Mad Max coming in at number twenty. We disagree. Or number twenty-one. Number twenty. Is Edge of Tomorrow? Hmm. Hmm. I, I again, I, I, I really like this movie. I think it's very underrated. But I don't know if I'm gonna put it into post-apocalyptic. What you know category what would you put it under? Like, how would you like if what alien if you invasion? had to drop it into a band? What alien invasion? It's an alien invasion movie. Oh, just straight up alien invasion. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like um. Independence Day or Starship Troopers. Yep, sure. You know, or it's, yeah. a, it's a time movie. It's a time movie. I don't know if it's post-apocalyptic. You know, like Mad Max is post-apocalyptic. I don't. I don't really feel like this 100, is. It's a great fucking movie though. One hundred percent. I think. It, I think it should be disqualified. Okay. Yeah, I'm for you. Or at least further down the list. I mean, even if you're gonna. Right. Yeah. Number because nineteen. Of, okay. Yeah. 10 Cloverfield Lane. Have you seen it? Oh, yeah. John Goodman? Yeah. And it's got uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who I love her. Yeah, she's great. Um, it's it's post-apocalyptic for sure. You know, the, the it, Earth no, is, it is for sure. I'm just yeah. wondering if I, like, I guess I need to see what else is coming in order before I, you know, say like, oh, I think it needs to be further down the list. Uh, it's great. That movie's awesome. It, it awesome. filled me with so much anxiety. Yeah, it's great. It's very um, three men in a boat, you know, very claustrophobic. <laughs> uh, number 18 is Planet of the Apes. A hundred percent. Yeah. The twist is post-apocalyptic. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's one of the greatest twi- sci-fi the twists twist of all post-apocalyptic. time. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I will, t- I, I will allow it. Number 17. You see... A Quiet Place. I mean, you can't put okay. that above Planet of the Apes, can you? Or Mad Max well, 2? Yeah, I don't know. I think A Quiet Place never tries to fool you that it isn't anything but a post-apocalyptic. Mad Max right. 2 should definitely be before that. Right. Because it kind of, okay. I think, like, the Mad Max movie set the tone for what a post-apocalyptic movie should be. For sure. At least what we think of it, anyway. Read this, I mean. Um, Zombieland, sixteen. Oh, yeah, but then by that like rationale, aren't all zombie movies then post-apocalyptic? Because then that's when things start getting muddy. Because I don't necessarily think of a zombie film as being a post-apocalyptic movie. I just think of mm-hmm. it as being a zombie film, and I have right. no problem with genres blending together. But then you're right. just every zombie movie, and it's not the best zombie movie. So then 
the, every other movie that should be on your list should be better zombie movies than Zombieland, which is a good movie. It is a good movie. And that's a fucking great point because there's plenty of zombie movies that are much better than Zombieland. So we will see if there's other zombie movies on here. Because if there's not, well, then that's fucking bullshit. Okay. <laughs> Number 15, Avengers Endgame. I mean, uh, it's supposed to pop. I mean, it, it I is. I mean, he's wiped out half the fucking universe. That's pretty post-apocalyptic. All right, but if the movie was called Apocalypse Yesterday instead of Apocalypse Now, would it be fit? Would it be on this list? I mean, I feel like that's kind of a stretch. It is. I mean, he's there. What's her name? Um, what did I say her name was? Millicent. She's trying to yes. shoehorn her favorite films of all time in here. I think. But let's just. Um, I guess, or maybe she just kind of like, like, hey, reader, yes, these movies take place after something that's been apocalyptic. Right. Let's just pause for a second, though. What a great movie. Endgame? Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So great. Yeah. So great. I always think back to the time that we walked out of Dark Phoenix and then (laughs) snuck five minutes of Endgame and we're like, man, this is better. (laughs) That five minutes is better than those two hours. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Dark Phoenix. Okay. Number 14. I don't know if I agree with this either. Dawn the Planet of the Apes. Well, then aren't in, all the Planet of the Apes movies going to be... This is the new one. This is the new one. The, the This is the new one of the new trilogy. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is this is that the first one? No. Uh, uh, yes, yes. Yeah, so it's Dawn, Rise... It's Planet of the Apes, and then Dawn, Dawn Rise, and War, right? Dawn, Rise, yeah, and yeah, War? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think they're all wonderful. And they I are, think if the original Planet of the Apes is going to be on there, then this should be because it's a significant improvement. Yeah. Okay. Because you don't have to. Here's, you just take the twist out of it. Yeah. Here's a here's number thirteen. This is a curveball. Um, oh boy. And this is the first one I haven't seen. A boy and his dog. Ever seen it? Oh wow. Yeah. That's is that um, not Hasselhoff? Um, you're in the you're in the ballpark. Uh, it is. Um, not Hasselhoff and not shoot. God, hold on. It's like an 80s heartthrob TV. Right. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, you figure that out. I'm going to read the synopsis of the movie. This oddball black oh, comedy it's tells, bizarre. tells the tale of Vic, who is blank, a young teen and blood, his telepathic dog. Yes, you read that right. This pair yeah. traverse a post-nuclear war wasteland in 2021, next fucking year. And illiterate Vic relies on blood to scout for women, whilst Vic scouts for food. Jesus Christ. Is it? A boy and his dog is an absurdist comedy where nothing is as it seems, and it's worth seeing for the two provocative comedy and bizarrely entertaining chemistry between our two protagonists. Uh, it's Who your is? It's... Miami Vice. Um, yeah, that's right. Uh Hold on. God, why does his name elude me? I can't get the... You know, when the Hasselhoff gets in your head, you just can't get him out. It's, what uh, picture... Is Hasselhoff running down a beach, or is he eating a cheese, cheeseburger drunkenly? Which Hasselhoff oh, is in your head now? Both. Always. Nick Fury <laughs> Hasselhoff. Always. Um, I can't think... Why I'm pulling a blank. It's from The Watchmen and Knives Out. Yeah. Don... Johnson. Yes. <laughs> Dang it. Do yes. you feel okay. like a Johnson yes, now? Yeah, Don Johnson. I do. How, so you've seen it. Did you like it? It's just crazy. Uh, 
Yeah, no, I think when I watched it, it was in the 80s, so it was like relevant to my interests, but it's super campy and super... I mean, the synopsis is exactly what it is. There's no yeah. like, you know, you don't have to read anything into anything. There's no hidden metaphors. I mean, it is basically Last Man on Earth. Okay. Yeah, uh, but 12, you know, it fits. Uh, it should not be that high up on the list, but it is very good post-apocalyptic. I mean, that's what it is. Okay. Okay, number 12. Number 12 is Dawn of the Dead. Okay, good. We're, we have a better zombie movie. Better zombie movie. movie. Yes. So, you know, uh, is the best one? Uh, I think I don't know. Dawn of the Dead might be the best one. This is the original, yeah. not the remake. Yeah, uh, George yeah, Romero's yeah. one. So, Ramirez, I, yeah. I'm I, Dawn, Day of the Dead is a kind of a special place in my heart for some reason. I don't know why. Maybe it's because it, I watched it with good friends. Bub was in uh, it. Did, we all What number Bub. did you say? Dawn, what number is this? What are we? Twelve. But Dawn of the Dead is the most famous one. You know, it, that's, that's in two. the. That's in the. They're in the wow. um, the mall and shit. They're in yeah. the, like yeah, supermarket. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it's the yeah. most famous one of his three, I think. For sure. Um. Okay. All right. Number eleven. We're teetering into movie. the zombie categories. Okay. Yeah, number eleven, which is a movie that we both love a lot, um, and it is Snowpiercer. Oh which yeah. I think should be Perfect. higher on this list. It's a great, great movie. Yeah. Have you watched the platform yet? Not yet. Oh, do you do know Snow, Snowpiercer is coming out as a TV show in May on TV? I do. Perfect. It's great. Um, yep. I think that Tilda Swinton steals the show in this movie. 100%. Yep. She's so good in it. So weird. Well, I, in most things that she's in, she steals the show, but this specifically, yeah. yes. All right. That's number 11. So we're in the top 10. Top 10. Here we go. Number 10. In 10. It's 12 Monkeys. Sure. What, what was it? 12 Monkeys? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. Perfect. 10 yeah. is great. 12 Monkeys. Yeah, it's fucking cool. Um, number nine, another zombie movie. And I would say this is on the money 28 Days Later. Okay. Yep. I think it's uh, that's a fucking incredible film. So scary. Yes, it is. So heartbreaking. Zombies that run different, and then also uh, the way that society was breaking down showed that really well. Had some hope. Um, okay. Yeah. Is Waterworld awesome. on this list, or the Postman? Let's see. Okay. Uh, number continue. eight is the number eight is the Terminator. Original. Oh yeah, fuck yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, number hold on. <laughs> Hmm. I mean, it, well, I mean, this is kind of yes. like this is kind of like um, uh, Edge of Tomorrow, going for the past to save the future. Yeah, it's very going like time travel. So okay, so mm -hmm. time travel apocalyptic. Right. All right, continue. Um, number seven is our one of our favorite movies, Shaun of the Shaun Dead. Shaun of the Dead. Okay. Fucking great. Um, and I, yeah, I would say that's probably my favorite zombie movie of all time too. Me too. Same. Yep. And yep. Number six is The Matrix. Hmm. Uh, well, actually, uh, it is post-apocalyptic, though. Yeah, I think technically. The, the story was, you know, we sh we shit all over the planet. Machines right. rose up. Yeah, but see, that's the thing. is I don't, human batteries. I don't think for, for me, like, an apocalypse isn't like a slow burn thing. It's like something that happens abruptly. 
And the Matrix led me to believe that it was kind of a slow build to the fall of humanity. Wasn't like, there, there was some great war, though, wasn't there? There was an event. Yeah, yeah, something. I mean, like, like for me, like an apocalypse is like something that happens somewhat rapidly. Like 28 days later, perfect example. If, if, if shit goes downhill and really squirrely in a month, that's the apocalypse. If shit's going yeah. downhill, but it's kind of taking a while, that's real life. That's happening yeah. right now. Yeah. So, I don't know. Are we in the Matrix right now? Uh, that's really crazy. We should talk about that someday because there are a lot of uh, a lot of people out there who believe that maybe we are, and they're having a hard time proving that we aren't. So it's bizarre. Those are the same people who think that. Um, no, uh, not that the Chile Earth is, is round. Australia and the nope. Earth is flat. Chile no, is no, Australia. No, no. You know who I'm no, talking about. I that's do. in Paul's corner. Let's not open up that box. Um. No, no, no. This is a legitimate thing where people are like, there are ways that you can determine, like, with actually like philosophers that are like, what can we do to figure out whether or not we are in a simulation? It is to, you have to figure out what the laws of the universe are, like how they exist. And then you look for things that break, break those laws. And that's Mm -hmm. what they're kind of keeping their eye out for. And it's really wild. It's just, you know, rabbit hole that you could spend years going down. Okay, I continue. Got, I just got blasting the eardrums with uh, an ad on this fucking page just played randomly while you were talking about that. I think that was a sign the Matrix just glitched. Just there. Because as you were explaining you go, that, dude. some ad for fucking yep. Cracker Barrel got blasted in my eardrums. And we know Cracker Barrel is like the nexus of the universe. Or, no, it's more like hey, Moss Eisley. More like the here's what's crazy. The there aren't any Cracker Barrels open right now. Oh my god! Oh my god! It's the world of the Matrix. Take the red pill. Um, okay. How can we five. distract these Americans? Throw an ad for some gravy and biscuits at them. <laughs> Give it to those fat bastards. Um, all right. Number five is a film I haven't seen either called Stalker, um, which I'll give you the synopsis. This Russian arthouse flick takes place in an industrial landscape known as the Zone. Mm-hmm. We follow three. Yeah, men. it was on our um, sci-fi list. Oh, cool. Through the devastated land to a hidden room that's said to grant people's deepest tales of witches. The movie is renowned for its striking visuals and layered ideologies. ideologies. Filmmaker Andrei uh, Tarvosky crafts a challenging mm-hmm. story that debates philosophy, nihilism, truth, and beauty as weird as it gets. Stick with it till the end for an immensely rewarding experience. I should watch that. We should watch that. That sounds yeah, good. It, we talked about it. When we did our the 50 greatest sci-fi movies, that was one that both of us had never seen. And then we probably said, we should watch that, and we haven't watched it. So We did, yeah. That was just said by the end again. of the year we would watch it. Okay. Yep. All right. No, we double down. Mad Max okay. Four. Mad Max Fury Road. Perfect. Great. I don't know that it needs to be this high up on the list, but as of everything else that I've seen so far, fuck yeah, dude. I'm for it's it. the best one. I love this movie. It's fucking great. The movie's great. It. The game is great. It's fucking great. They really need to make another one. George Miller mm-hmm. needs to make another one. Um Tom Hardy's great in it. Anyway. Uh, number three. Yeah, I, I think this is good. This is good. Wally, number three. Fuck, it yep, might need okay. to, it should, maybe it should be higher. It's a great well, fucking film. Okay, so this also falls into my, this is dystopian, not necessarily apocalyptic. Because I don't think that, that, like, that's also what it led to believe. It's like it wasn't this thing that happened in a short amount of time. It was a very slow humanitarian or human buildup. They're like, the garbage kept building up, building up, building up. And they're like, well, we can't live here anymore. 
but we've had enough time to plan to build these ships that are going to take us off while we fix shit. It wasn't like an event happened. It was right. us. It was humans. And I don't, I just don't think for my money, like apocalypse isn't you something want, that you want a big do. bang. You want a boom. A boom. It's unexpected. It comes out of nowhere. No one was ready for it. We never saw it coming. Okay. And then what, and then we scramble. Like, I don't know, but I mean, but that movie is the tits. So good. Number two, uh, this is going to fit into, you could just basically lift that what you, comment you just said and pop it on this one. Even the last comment, it's the tits, is Children of Men. So basically, oh, just oof. rewind what, wow. the last two minutes or one minute, and you'll hear Adam's review of Wally and just supplant <laughs> it over Children of Men. Because it's pretty much the same shit, right? It's not really yeah, apocalyptic. It's, the same. it's more dystopian. Oh, that's right. It's, yeah. shit, Alfonso just Cuaron, it's brilliant. It's dystopia, not apocalyptic. Right. And number one, I'm going to read the blurb and you tell me what movie it is. Probably the saddest entry on this list. Blank, based on... The Road. Yes. <laughs> I mean, this it's the saddest entry. That should fucking give it away. Yeah. Jesus Christ. You, yeah. you felt like you wanted to... Enter into the apocalypse after watching this fucking movie. Yeah, yeah, and then that so the road it fits. Like, is we it don't really know what happened. All we know is that life was normal, and then the next day it wasn't. I, I, you know, it's I've never seen the movie. I can't bring myself to watch the movie, but I read the book. Um, Oof. It, the book is worse, and I mean worse like pejoratively. I mean like it's like the book is terrific. Yeah. It's I great, don't think that the movie hits horrific. as hard as the book does. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. I, and I and I love Viggo Morrison. I really wanted to see it, but then when I had the opportunity to, I start watching. I was like, I can't fucking watch this. I'd have to watch like Mary Poppins before a sandwich <laughs> of Mary Poppins before and after. You know, let's watch like, some super Paddington, then yeah, the road, then Paddington, Paddington too. Paddington. Yes. There you yeah. go. And then maybe I'd make it through, you know. Hey, so did you ever um, fly stairs? Did you ever read World World War Z? I did. Um, I don't know if I've finished it. Did you I've read it, or you did? Li- did you listen to it? I read. I was. I've. I've, I've been reading it. It. it uh, it's great. Mm-hmm. It's one of the best audiobooks I've ever listened to. Um, it's uh, when people are like asking for audiobook recommendations, that's always the one I lead with because okay. the cast, like every chapter or every, the way that it's broken up, it almost sounds like you're listening to like an NPR like segment or an NPR like series on, yeah. you know, this is what happened. And now we're going out and we're interviewing people that had touched this event, like just for people mm-hmm. who've never read it or know what it is. But so, you know, like there were zombies and this book is written post a zombie apocalypse the government has said we need someone to um basically you know like recount all this and like catalog what happened and um all these events so the the cast for the audiobook is is bananas you've got like mark Mm. hamill and alan alda and henry rollins Mm. um it's it's true it was almost like it was made for this format but henry rollins chapter is the one where it's the um the guy that was he is telling the story to Max Brooks and of, of yeah. being hired as a bodyguard for these, this compound that was just offshore 
that all these okay. celebrities had bought like okay so zombies are here we have this you know essentially like a compound like alcatraz that's mm -hmm. offshore you'll be safe you give us ten thousand dollars you can come hang out here for the duration and it had like a small army it's great like it's it's insane to hear what happens but just like yesterday i read this article about um somewhere in california where they're basically doing just that where there's <laughs> there they have this like commune where they're if you you know pay ten thousand dollars a month you can come to this commune and hang out with other people who have paid that much to be isolated away from covid right and it's like if people are going to write uh, a screenplay or a movie or a book about this experience that's what it's going to be it's going to be a horror film about these people who have paid x amount of dollars to just hold themselves up in this building or on this compound with people they think aren't infected and then i started thinking about it this is essentially mask of the red death by by edgar Allan poe is exactly <laughs> what it is that poe predicted this it. shit a hundred like sixty years ago, dude. Right. Oh Someone yeah. in there's got it, and they're gonna give uh, it to everybody. Now yeah, they're gonna they're turn they're... to fucking zombies. And they're gonna start eating each other, or society will break down. And that's where it happens. Yeah, it's like God damn it, you couldn't isolate they're yourself. Be st stuck in their giant vault and can't escape. I'll start mm. eating each other. Eat the uh, rich, right? That was a good list, man. That was a good fight. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Uh, it wasn't bad. Um, Millicent, and, you know, I think stretched the rules a little bit. Yeah, but you know, it was good, pretty good. So um, we didn't shit on all of it. In fact, I don't think we shit on any any of it, really. Yeah, I think she got some wrong. Any, okay. I don't think there were any movies in there that I would shit on. I think miscategorized and maybe you know we always right. everyone thinks that it's all sure. subjective. Like where would you put it 100%. on the list? Yeah, one hundred percent. So yeah, well that's um, that's so a change that is... change of tone for us for to not shit all over somebody's list. Yeah, well you know. Everyone's getting shit on right now, so we don't really want to. We're getting shit on, so that's we don't yeah. need to pile on the shit. No, let's not. Yeah, let's not. Yeah, the toilet is full. Uh, let's keep our shit to ourselves. Uh, so that's game. It was from Games Radar um, uh, website. Check it out, GamesRadar.com. And again, it was Millicent Thomas who put that together. Um, if you want to have a little more of a look at it, just go there and check it out. Uh, thanks, Millicent. Um, yeah, and, thanks, uh, Millicent. Yeah. So uh, I have been to see Bloodshot. Have you seen yes. it yet? Um, um, you no. Know, I'm gonna I'm gonna say no. I have uh, on three separate occasions watched the first couple of minutes. All right. Um, I I won't say how many of those times I had to stop watching for what reasons. So you fall asleep. No, 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 no. Just uh, no. I I want to hear your thoughts. Like I I've, I wanted to take one for the team for you a couple times, but so I can't say whether or not it was good or right. bad. I can just say that I have started it three times, and I've only gotten a few minutes in before having to turn it off. Not always yeah. because of the movie, right? But I don't want to tell you how many times. Well, uh, let's just start by saying it's it's weird. It's got a thirty percent on the tomato meter on Rotten Tomatoes, 
but it's got a 78% audience score, which kind of blows me away a little bit. Okay. Yeah. You know, like there's a huge, huge discrepancy there between critical people and audience participants. But I guess it makes like, sense. Was it a good movie or was it like a movie that people liked regardless right. of whether or not it was an actual good movie? I don't know. I, there were some interesting things about it for me, though, um, because I we I saw this in the movie theater. This is the last film I've seen since, you know, we are where right, we are. Since, yeah, when there were still and, movie theaters. And this fucking film, it, it, I mean, they they picked the worst time to release a movie, obviously, you know. Sure. Um, yeah. Not their so, fault. No. So, but I think this was supposed to kick off a shared universe of the Valiant comic books, and. Um, not knowing at this time whether that's going to happen because of the way the film was received. And I think it got like, like I said, it did get shit on, but I don't think it made a ton of money. And hmm. so I don't know if we're going to see that, which is a shame because there's some good stuff in Valiant, but um, we will see. Um, but, as I said, terrible timing. Did, did you know this thing about Bloodshot? Did you see any advertising for this movie on TV? Think about that. I did. I saw one trailer. I, one trailer. I, I did I did see one trailer, yeah. Like they didn't exactly put a ton of money into marketing this movie. Well, like it they came just, out at a weird it, time of the year too, but yeah. Yeah. They let it die on the vine a little bit, which I don't I mean, I don't think it deserved that. But anyway. Um that's what my feeling. It feels like they gave the the production company and the, the the studio gave up on this movie before it ever got released. So I went in into this film thinking thinking uh Bloodshot, or more like blood shit, right? You know, right. Yep. <laughs> I yep. mean, it's a layup just for me to say it's called. Oh, it's blood shit, more like. Okay, but I'm here's sure the thing: some... is it's called Bloodshot, and it's PG thirteen. Right. That's oh man. See, that's how I feel like fucking swiper. I'm like, ah oh, man. It's like yeah. <sighs> okay, continue. So, um, but here's the thing: it was not that bad. Um, I have seen much, much worse. Sure. Um, and I would say I would compare it. Now, I, this is a, a an easy comparison, and it's probably just because of who's in it. Compare it to Hobbs and Shaw, but less fun, right? Now, obviously, because Vin Diesel is in it, that's kind of where I probably made that direct correlation, even though I haven't seen any of the Fast and Furious movies, and I'm fucking proud of that. Yeah, well, Vin Diesel, wasn't, was he even in Hobbs and Shaw? No, he was not okay. in Hobbs and Shaw. All right, fair enough. So, okay. But that's kind of what it is. It's like Hobbs and Shaw, like action, action, action. Yeah. But just yeah. not as much fun because, you know, well, first, first start, you don't have to rock. So um, he brings all the fun, man. Um, but the open action sequence when his, when he was assassinating this dude, the first guy assassinated in the tunnel with red flares going off and he'd hit this, overturned this truck full of flour. So all this white powder is in the air. And there's yeah. red flares all over the ground. It looked like incredible. That was like a very coolly shot looking scene and a pretty neat introduction to the character, you know, unkillable, killing machine, super strong, super tough, you know. Um, so that was really good. So I like at the, in the beginning, I was like, this, this is fucking cool, man. If this keeps up, I'm going to really enjoy this movie. Um, problem was, though, it didn't really keep up. That was pretty much the highlight of the film. Um, which is a shame that it's at the beginning, um, you know. But as we always say, like yeah. about things, it's great to have this, the great opening or a great ending, or ideally to have both and a good middle. 
But like, yeah. you should start well and try and end well at least. The right. problem with this one, it didn't really end that well. So it started uh -huh. well, it didn't really, the middle wasn't great and the end wasn't great. So, but, the, and, and this film is all about, um, essentially it's about writing code. It's about people who write code. It's about nerds who write code. That's okay. kind of what the film is. Who's the yeah. best code writer? Because he's essentially walking computer code. So, and because of that, you would expect all the CGI to be like top notch. And unfortunately, there's some really bad CGI in this movie. Essentially, you're making a film about coding. It's not a great look, right? Well, it's not I a very good look. It was only 45 million, right? That's how much they spent making that movie. And the budget was 45 million. Yeah, which... and you can you can tell, mm. like specifically in in some of the action fights fight scenes. And was it like lawnmower I... man, man bad special effects or? No, not quite that way, but okay. definitely more like CGI pre Lord of the Rings. Oh, you know, like um, Hercules or Xena CGI. Better than that. Come on. <laughs> um, but I would say I didn't fall asleep in it, so it passed oh, okay, the snooze yeah. test. Right. Sure. And there were some very likable character performances from um, from Guy Pierce and. Um, uh, the gentleman who played uh, Wiggins in the movie. Um, what was his name? Um, he played Wiggins' character, and he was kind of, you know, yeah, he was, um, uh, yeah, he was kind of good in it. So I would say that um, those two were kind of fun. Um, the, the, they had, like, he had a squad, um, a guy who was blind but who had, optical cameras all over his body so he could see better um now he had a the guy with no legs who had bionic legs and he could hook into an exoskeleton and he was like essentially the bad guy and then they had the fish girl the girl like the the girl in the movie and um, was kind of half fish and um, she walked <laughs> she walked around with gas canisters on and if she was in trouble or she was trying to take over the room she just pulled the plugs in the gas canisters everybody was just like drop dead or be passed out and she because she didn't have to breathe or she breathed, breathed like right. she, through gills she was fine yep i mean but the only re i mean it was this that's the saddest superpower ever the pretty much the only reason why you had her with that power was so she because she did some sexy karate underwater karate to start the movie to try and mm. lure in our hero vin diesel and uh so it's it was gratuitous in that way because honestly that was the only real reason i could see why she had the gills right so she could do the underwater sexy correct um so vin diesel uh I, I like vin diesel i do too uh fucking group man i mean i think well, it's funny that yeah, my favorite performance of his is when he only says three words three words but he says I mean, them very well says so much with those words dude um I, I love him in pitch black i'm a huge fan of those movies yep um and i've never watched fast and furious and i will not watch fast and furious but his 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 acting in this dude he is so vin he's the most vin diesel ever the ever diesel like he's he's so full-on vin in this man yeah he's for sure like, he is triple x I mean, he is Time mumbling hard. Like, I, I, what I want to do, and this is before the fucking situation we're in now where we can't really get together. What I was going to do was, I was going to show, to, to show everybody 
how Vin Diesel acts was I was going to cram my face full of marbles and read some dialogue from the film. But I'm afraid to do that because I'm on my own and I don't want to choke to death. I, I needed you to be in the room with me so you could Heimlich me. Just Heimlich, just in case, just in case some of the marbles. The joke goes bad. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not going to do that. But that was that's what he was doing. He was he had marbles shoved in his mouth and he was mumbling incoherently half the time and brooding like the biggest brooding motherfucker you've ever seen. Um, so in saying all that, it was fun. Uh, I don't need to see it ever again. Well, it's available um, on digital now. Would you recommend people to cough up 20 bucks or whatever it is uh, to watch it? Definitely not cough up to 20. Don't do that. Okay. You know, Wait you alluded to it earlier. BOD. Was there, yeah. like, did they tease to a larger Valiant universe? I mean, did you, were there Not hints? Not really. Um, it seemed to be, they didn't talk about any other characters that I could see. Um, so, I don't know. Um, I, and, and and because of this, because the film, the the time it got released in, the year it got released in, and the way that the studio advertised it, and then just the bad luck, I don't see it happening, you know? Um, unfortunately, no, that's because yeah. I would like yep. to see. You know, I'm I'm down for some more comic book universe movies. Um, but yeah, so it's it, it was it's good. You know what? This is the perfect five to ten years from now. This is the perfect Miltas movie in my book. Oh, really? It's terrible, but I enjoyed it. Okay. You know, Hobbs and Shaw again is a Miltas movie. A terrible movie, but a lot of fun. All right. Yeah. Sure. So yeah. Okay. All right. That's, um, okay. That's my uh, that's my bloodshot review. So not quite was it a little better than bloodshot. Yeah, I would not have said yeah. bloodshot. Yeah. Blood crap. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Mudshot. Okay. Adam, you yes. will know by that music we just played. That this is Pod Corner. Absolutely, everyone um, should know by now. I think they, the world should know, and if they don't, yep. fuck them. So I have two. You have any? Not this week. Okay. I'm so, gonna. Uh, I'm riding your coattails this tonight, right. buddy. Let's bring it. Um, it's a lot of me. <laughs> okay. You uh, have a list. You have a movie. You have a podcast. I'm fucking tired. <laughs> I love um, working from home. The, not that we haven't been working. Christ. Anyway, um, so the first one is, I've got two, right? Um, both very, very different. One's fiction, one's nonfiction. So um, the first one is Marvels. Have you listened to this at all? No. This is the one that was on Patreon up until recently, right before St. Patrick's Day, they released it. Um, and it's, what from what I can glean, um, I'll just read the synopsis. Um uh, Marcia Hardesty teams up with legendary photojournalist Phil Sheldon and his investigative partner Ben Urich to comb through the aftermath of Galactus's arrival in Manhattan and okay. his fight with the Fantastic Four in this yep. new retelling of the, semi, the seminal graphic novel by Kurt Busiek and Alex Ross. Uh-huh. Listen yeah, wherever you go. The comic. So um, it's like kind of the you know the 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 men the people on the street. Yep, it's there. It's their story, yeah. you know, the, the little people, us, I, people I like remember, us. I remember this, yeah. Um, and it's um, it's good. 
it's Method Man is Ben York, which is kind of fun. Okay. Um, and uh, you know, it's it's uh, it's it hasn't quite the 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 promo sheet for it, like the promo poster, is um is excellent. It's just a, sure. is it it's close up with Galactus. Yep. It's a close up on Galactus's face, um, and so it hasn't really lived up to the promo poster yet. Hmm. Um, it's a little slow, um, samey, yep. um, which are quite a lot of fictional podcasts tend to do that like it's all um disposition it's all kind of story setting up um but you know it's marvel i'm i didn't pay like it you it's it's free now but you have to wait once a week i think it comes out on um tuesdays tuesdays or wednesdays and um they're up to episode three right now and i'm up to date so it's good i'm interested right. to see where it goes okay yeah that's it's a weird one to like storyline to take to audio drama because i thought that the if i remember correctly like it's really alex ross's art that drove that story that drove those that book that makes sense yeah like i said the, it's the almost picture. that like, realistic realism yeah yeah that he's known for but the picture is excellent so uh yeah we'll see man but um you know it's a marvel po- it's a marvel podcast but so it's I'm like down. superheroes without superheroes say like right people, right yeah yeah right old woman we're on the streets is it the end of the world you know it's kind of like a, again it suits the times i guess for fuck's sake um but the so that's the marvel's one um not finished it yet but it's not you know all released yet and the second one i have today is um is a more of an irish one and it's from rte which is the um the uh rte is the um the irish television network essentially um and um this one is from those guys so i'll give you the synopsis of this um in 1983 kieran patrick kelly confessed to multiple murders we Uh, enter a dark world what i have this podcast queued up you do sweet and we enter a dark world you what no i was just saying continue like i just i'm i'm you know, we, we have a hive mind. Yeah, we do. We enter a dark world where killer and victims mask their identities and where evidence is hard to find, as it is to trust. A new six-part crime, true crime podcast from RTE in Ireland and third year in Denmark. New episodes every Tuesday morning, beginning February 18, 2020. The good news is all six are out now. I'm on number. I'm just finishing number five. So I've got one more to go. And let me fucking tell you, it is nuts. Yeah, like, that's what I heard crazy uh called a nobody zone if i didn't mention that already and it's yeah it's kind of it's not even about the kelly character some of the surrounding characters are very colorful interesting people but also batshit fucking nuts was it like Like, this isn't just about joe exotic yeah there's one particular character i don't want to spoil anything who's fucking hell like just mad um but yeah it's it's really really good and um it's caught my imagination and it's nice because it's one of those ones where when you get in the car like you forget that you're listening to something you get in the car and it's like oh yeah i'm in right in the middle of that particular episode and it's great you know and you 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 sit in your garage um and you don't want to get out of the car until you're 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 you've reached a, a part where you can kind of move on from but it, yeah it's really really good i'm enjoying it thoroughly and you know obviously the irish influence is great and 
lots of um like christy moore is uh, the song missing you is the soundtrack um, and you're talking about dublin and and london and stuff so yeah and it's it's really sad too i mean you can you know you can see how these people go from being on the fringes of society just to kind of like under into the underworld where they're just like that's why it's called the nobody zone where they just become nobodies and nobody cares nobody cares so much that people are dying and they still don't give a shit because it's other homeless people so yeah um, it, yeah uh, it's 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 pretty fucking cool man I, I read enough about it heard enough about it that it made my radar i mean it had to because i i am not a true crime mm-hmm. fan because i'm not a suburban white woman um so like the true crime podcasts <laughs> don't really do it for me but there was this one had enough teeth that i was like okay okay this sounds right. interesting so i'm gonna cue this up so it is in my queue it's like the next first opportunity that i have to start a new podcast that's on my list and now it's well i will say t- yeah and i will tell you how i got a, how i heard of it there's um there's a twitter handle called just ireland at ireland and it's um Basically, what they do is they switch the Twitter handle every couple of weeks to a different person in Ireland or who's Irish. Yeah. Um, not necessarily even living in Ireland sometimes. Sometimes it's people who live in America or Australia. Um, oh. And it's just about their experiences and their lives and who they are and what they go through every week. And um, some people are heavy, heavy on it. Like they go, like you'll see a lot of, of communication. And some people are like not as heavy, maybe one or two, two a day. Yeah. So this one person is doing it right now, put something out there saying, hey, has anyone got any decent podcasts to listen to? And I'm like, well, yeah, I'm always looking for looking for that. And I flipped through, and I actually got three out of it. I got another one about Irish history, which actually I'll just I'll just quickly talk about too while I'm on the subject. Um, <laughs> my almost favorite subject about Ireland, and this one's called the Irish History Podcast by Finn Dwyer. And um, I would say I listened to one episode so far, and uh, that episode was called uh, from January 27th, called On the Lash. A history of drinking in Ireland, and uh, they did it in a pub with this other bloke, and they talked about drinking in Ireland and the history of it, and uh, it was it was cool, it was fun. Um, All right. So I'm I'll be delving a little bit deeper into that one, um, just to kind of you know check out what. So see if I can learn something. You know what I mean? Not all just about entertainment, man. Just like us, people tune into us to learn things, sure. not just to be entertained yeah. by a couple of Absolutely. dopes. Absolutely, yeah. So the nobody zone you recommend, you say listen. Heartily recommend. Okay, good, good, you know, good. good. Um, that makes yeah. me happy. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, and one episode left. Um, it's it's they're doing a nice job telling the story because they're they're bringing it together. Like you know, sometimes especially crew crime crime podcasts. I've been burned before where I've listened all the way through <laughs> and they never give you the end. Yep. You know, it's like, yeah, and oh, then yeah. we're still looking for no, Jim Fitzpatrick. Laugh. Yep. who's out there somewhere or did he really kill Jemima Thompson? And uh, this one, they're pulling the arc close, closed. You can feel it. So uh, I'm, uh, I'm excited because I think it might end well and, or not well, but like it'll have an ending and uh, it's been very entertaining so far. Good, good. I'm excited. So um, we're all worth the part of the show, right? Where yes. we do a little Miltas action. And we don't have intro so. music for this yet, but we should. Dude, we should. Uh, we talked about that before. Why haven't we? I don't know. We've got fucking Pod Corner. Yeah, so you do. Hmm. Schmecker. need to. What? Hello? There you go. A little bit better. Uh, Fade into the background there. Schmecker needs to get on this. Help us out. Yeah, come on, Chris. Some Give some us milk. some uh, Miltas music, dude. 
Okay, I have notes. Notes I prepared. I'll take a picture of this. Shoot it over to our executive producer so we can put it up later on. Um, no, wait, do that uh, again. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, I have some notes. Chicken scratch I scribbled down earlier on. Um, All right, I'm so excited. This is my favorite part. <laughs> so um, I wish I could play the... I wanted just to play the uh, the trailer for this, but... We tried it earlier on, it's not working, so you can't hear it, so it's pointless. Um, but I will just start talking about it. Um, this is an older movie, uh, 1976. Um, it's a British film um, made by, um, not made by Hammer, it was made by, um, let me see here, uh, Amicus Productions, who were basically like Hammer House of Productions in Britain, these were their rivals. So as Hammer were making Frankenstein and Dracula, these guys were making other films um, and this particular film. But it has some of this, a lot of the same actors. Uh, This has um, Peter Cushing as Dr. Abner Perry. Um, It's not a horror movie. Um, It's more science fiction. But um, it also has the um, ineminable, indomitable, um, Doug McClure. Chris Lee? Oh yeah. What? Who, yeah, and, and you know what? I'm. This is. Um, I'm gonna go out and say this. Doug McClure was like the original Indiana Jones, the original Harrison Ford. Um, you know, for his time, he was that character. Like sure. you could basically take Harrison Ford of the 80s and 90s and just pop him into a Doug McClure film, and it's the same character essentially. You know, it's <laughs> that kind of you know rugged Captain Kirk, you know William Shatner type of. Royster Doyster kind of gets the girl, punches the bad guy in the face. So um, I'm a big fan of Don McClure. I'm a big fan of his movies. So what I'm going to do with this one is, this is about one particular movie, but I'm going to kind of make it, he made four movies with this production company, um, this studio. This is going to encapsulate, I'm going to just talk about one of these movies, but I'm also going to say, like a shout out to The Day the Earth Stood Still and The Return to the the, not the day the earth so still. I mean, um, um, the um, oh my god, what was it called again? Um, the land of time forgot and return to the land of time forgot, which is the one about the German U boat goes through mist, finds an island, and it's prehistoric times, right? You've seen that movie? Yeah, sure. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. From, from around the same time. So they had two of those and this one, and they're all based on Edgar Rice Burroughs books, um, who obviously wrote Tarzan, so as well. So. It was super prolific, and he wrote John Carter. John it's all Carter, John yeah. Carter, Mars stuff. John Carter, That's all Mars, I got yeah. Rice Burroughs. Yeah. So, but this movie is at the Earth's core. Have you seen it? Uh, I have, but it has been a very long time. Right. So the basic story of the film is uh, these two, uh, Abner Perry, which is Peter Cushing character, and David Innes, the Dunn McClure character, are, are engineers and geologists and scientists, and they've created this a giant drilling machine they call the iron mole and they're going to drill it through the welsh hills and they get kind of they can't pull up and they keep drilling down uh, the heat over and gas overcomes them they both pass out at the controls they wake up and it's freezing cold they've reached the polar ice caps they think but they're not sure then they come they start coming back up and then they they enter into an underground lake and then they pop out and they pop out in like a huge pocket of air 
and they don't understand what this is and so they get out of their ship and they're in this tropical okay weird prehistoric world it, under the earth is there something about are there like birds like telepathic birds like birds that yes, mind or something there okay, are yes. okay. telepathic right. dinosaur yes. bird creatures like, that like look like pterodactyls or something or pterodactyls crossed with parrots crossed with a man in a suit because yeah. that's what they fucking are <laughs> and it is, it is yes you should be laughing it is ludicrous it is so freaking ludicrous it's directed by Kevin Connor who directed these other movies as well. Um, he directed At the Earth's Core, he directed The Land of Time Forgot, and he directed Return to the Land of Time Forgot, and he directed this other movie, this fourth movie, which I'm not going to talk about because it's going to be a mill test of the future in a future, because this other one I have a very, uh, I have a more of a connection to, even than this one, but this one is, I basically did this one because it's the silliest one. It's okay, absolutely right. silly. It's batshit crazy. But the other one I'm going to leave for another day. You didn't even um, get to tell us the name of it? Or are you just going like, to... No, 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 no. It'll, that'll be a surprise later. So, uh, let me see. Surprise. Well, anyway, so they find themselves in this world populated by rat men who are called uh, Sagoths and um, who work for the lizard creature men uh, called Mayhaz. And they're the telepathic overlords, right? Surprisingly, though, the, the, the regular people, like the regular folk, they all speak English, too. They all speak yeah, English. Yeah, yeah. No problems talking to each other. No, no idea. Like, was some pirate washed up underneath the earth? And brought the English language to these creatures. Um, they went; their language evolved as ours did on the Earth through French and Latin to become English. Yep. I don't know, yep. but anyway, you know, let's not overthink it. So, it's got lots of blokes dressed up as giant lizards, like Ally the Godzilla, you know, the old Japanese ones. Yeah. Um, no Ray Harryhausen effects here, even though Ray Harryhausen was making incredible special effects at this time. This movie was made in 1976. And like a year later, in Pinewood Studios, the very studios this is made in, they made fucking Star, Star Wars. Wars. Yep. So a year later, it's, it's so cheap looking. And so they were Kirk trying to be... Have been, like, really, if we think about it, he had, was he doing these at the same time? Was he like taking off this one, fucking... One after another. Like he had to like grandma fucking like take this head off and like, all right, I got to go do this fucking dinosaur movie. Yeah, he's That's the opposite of Moff Tarkin in this. He's dithering old professor man. Who's thrown around like a stick puppet constantly? His hair's flying everywhere. Um, so it's uh, <laughs> like I said, uh, there's parts where D Doug gets wrapped up in some kind of weird mating procedure with Carol Monroe, who's like the the female lead in this. Who I actually like Carol Monroe. She's she was like a Bond girl, and she was in Seven Voyages of Sinbad, and she's got incredible bosoms. Yeah. Uh, but it's uh, it's fucking batshit crazy. It's twenty five percent on a tomato meter, which is probably generous. But um, it is um, it's just it's just ridiculously silly. It has a special place with me. I didn't see it like obviously in seventy six. I probably saw it in, like eighty eight or eighty nine, and um, like late at night when I probably was on the dole. I wasn't even working at the time, I'm sure, and it was just on late at night on UTV. And I was like, what is this nonsense? But once you see Doug McClure and Peter Cushing, how can you look away? So um, uh, I, I I watched it yesterday. And Where? God, it's so bad. I, it's on uh, YouTube for free. So if you just it. type it in on YouTube, you can find it. It's not on Netflix or Prime Video or anything. And, you know, if you like silly blokes dressed up as um, it's 
Oh, I mean, it's like um, Who, so. it's like Doctor Who. Yeah. It's like like exactly. It's like a Doctor Who from the seventies made feature length. <laughs> you know, and Peter Cushion was Doctor Who at one point, so it fits. So made in you know, and uh, yeah, it's it's that <laughs> level of costume. Right. Like there's one part where he's been attacked by this. He gets into this um, like a rancor pit in in in, in Return of the Jedi where uh, Luke has to fight the Rancor, he gets kind of put into this pit area where he has to fight this dog creature, which is just a dude on his hands and knees running, you know, well, he's been filmed on a greasy, running towards him with like a like a cardboard box on his body. Right. It's just terrible. It's terrible. But in, in that way, it's awesome. <laughs> I've no idea how much money it made. Oh, it was the 18th most popular film in the UK when it came out that year. In the, the in 76. 18th. 18th most popular film yes in 1976 yes oh so yeah edgar rice burroughs trilogy huh i don't know if that's good or bad like i can't i don't i can how many movies Uh, came out 50 i don't think it's great (laughs) maybe i mean if it's if 50 movies came out that year right um i would say let me see is there any i'm just gonna flip through um like i'd like to know db here to see if there's any uh, any trivia or anything I can find that I don't know or haven't already discussed. Okay, and... so while you're looking at I just had a thought. You know what we ought to do is go back through all the Miltas movies. It's going to take yeah. a little bit of work. And figure out what the average uh, Rotten, Rotten Tomato score is mm-hmm. of, uh, over all of our Miltas. Do you yeah, think it would be on the high side? 40, 35, yeah. 40. That's good. Mm-hmm. See, that's what we do. We make a prediction, add them all up, average it out and see where we're sitting i could do that i could totally do that um so the the tagline for the movie was take the most terrifying journey of your life oh boy i mean i think it was pretty terrifying for an hour and 26 minutes yesterday that's for sure um there's some goofs but they don't look like they're yeah it's the movie ends quite quickly too i mean it starts there's like a bit of revolution Lizard people, defeat them, giant burning right. egg. I love you. Come with me. I'm sorry I'm staying here. Peace. They come up on the White House lawn. I mean, it's like, it's bam, bam, bam. So uh, uh, I, it was, um, they, uh, they did this, I think Mystery Science 3, the- yeah, Mystery Science Theater 3000 uh, did this movie in 2017, uh, in episode one, or season one, episode 14. This is one the of the new. Movies. Yes, that is it. That the is the new season from Netflix. Yep, the new season. Yep. Yeah. Like Pat Oswald and um, what's his name from the uh, whatever it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's where I saw it. That's why it's so fresh in my head. There's here's a quote from from Peter Cush's character. And this is about the 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 uh, underground people. Oh, they're so excitable, like all foreigners. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Oh, and then he also says, I have a firm grip upon your trousers, David. Yeah, he does. Classic. So um, let's end on the firm grip on your... That's what Adam says to me all the time. He's got a firm grip on my trousers, David. Firm trousers, David. Uh, well, um, you definitely need to take the trailer and plug it in there. Before I will. This. Yeah. Yeah, I'll plug, I'll plug it in at the start. That's going to um, be amazing. Or I'll plug it in right here at the end. Oh, okay. Um, one or the other. Maybe at the end, because we just talked about it. 
I'll pop well, it in at the funny, end. I'm thinking about that, um, I went back and listened to the Miltas episode that we did just two times ago. Yeah. And when we closed out the um, Flash episode, and yeah. it's just like, we we're like, yeah, we're going to take you out with some Flash. And it's just Brian Blessard and then Queen. Yeah. And I'm like, man, that what a way to go. I felt so energized. Like, man, that I was mean, the best way to go out. Yeah. Will that same thing happen this time with this movie? <laughs> uh, oh, I think no, because there'll be way too firm a grip on your trousers. Um, I, I, you know, it's funny because when we did that episode with the Miltas, uh, we didn't know we were going to actually go and introduce that movie, uh, uh, Alamo. That was yeah. all after. Yeah. So then we got to do that too. We kind of, we made, we brought that to life, that kind of uh, moment. So it was kind of a fun deal for us. It that was, was a really cool deal. day actually. Um, Remember when we used so, to go to movies? <laughs> oh, dude. I don't want to end my movie pl- scene days with fucking bloodshot. That's for goddamn sure. <laughs> so I have to see something else. Right. Sneak I have in, to. Like, break, break in. And just, oh, yeah. fuck it. We, we know people. We can make that fucking happen. We um, can definitely I, make that happen. We have to, we have to, I'm not, yeah, that's not going to be the last film. Sadly, I, like I nothing else is coming out until like August. So everything's been pushed back. Crazy. Yeah. So um, I think that's it, right? That's our show yeah. for today. If I can get this edited quickly, maybe we'll get it up for Friday. I'll try cool. and do it tonight. So this is our second time doing it long distance mm-hmm. via Skype, basically. Right? right. A, this is only number two. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. It's better too when I can see it. It works better. I like this. I mean, I like it yeah. more when you're there, but this is okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All I right. keep, every now and then I forget that you can see me and I'm like picking my nose and shit. I'm like, oh fuck, he can still see me. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I've noticed it. I yeah. just didn't say anything. Yeah, thank you. Good on you, mate. You're welcome. All right. Well, that, that's our show for, thanks again for listening. Thanks for liking our Facebook page. And, uh, and if you haven't, please do. Yeah. Also, if you haven't, please do. Yeah, at Hate Space Invaders on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, uh, you know, we will... Yes? No, I was going to say thanks, Wallace, but... Yeah. Thanks, Wallace. What were you going to say? I was going to say um, maybe someday we'll be back to doing this normally. See, we're doing you know, our job. But, we stay, stay home but, now so we can party later. Right. But, yeah, we'll probably be doing, we'll probably do quite a few more episodes of this, this way, until we can see each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. I mean, basically just, we need this format for some things that we have planned over the summer. So, yes. Oh, it's gosh, better yeah. that we get some this tuned in now. Yes, we do. All right. So, thanks a lot for listening. Yes. And thanks, Wallace. Good luck. <laughs> It was the scientific marvel of the century, a mighty juggernaut to blast through the solid rock of the Earth's mantle at a rate of 78 feet per minute. 4,000 miles into the heart of our planet. We've been on top of the Earth long enough. It's about time we found out what's underneath. Who's got it? This guy's activating now. Steady the throttles. Grand 
large-scale adventure from the world's favorite writer of fascinating fiction, Edgar Rice Burroughs at the Earth's core, the astounding discovery of a strange, forbidding land. I've only seen it before in fossilized form. A primeval nightmare world whose shadows hid the nameless terrors that were yet to come. <laughs> Humans of another age, chained in bondage by an army of ape men, preyed upon by monstrous giants. Doug McClure, Peter Cushing, Caroline Monroe. Take the most terrifying journey of your life. Edgar Rice Burroughs at the Earth's Core. Headspace of Bears and David Colgan and Adam Hall and executive producer Wallace Wilson. Music is composed by Chris Semeca. Look for us on Twitter and Instagram, at HSpace Invaders. Please hit the like button on whatever pod listening app you use, and of course, shoot the mystery ship whenever you get a chance. Headspace Invaders is a thanks, Wallace.